What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is the Monday show, and uh, I'm super excited. This is actually the first time I've ever taken this many notes <laughs> for a show, and I feel like I'm, it's going to be a little bit longer than the, the 25 minute, 30 minute shows we've been doing, just to give you a heads up. Um, also, programming note I, will replete, I may repeat this at the end if I remember. But this Wednesday, we, we're doing a different kind of show. Um, me and Nico have not been able to get together in order to uh, do a review of Batman, the Batman, uh, together. And um, I am curious to hear his thoughts. I will con- we're going to contact each other this week. We'll see. But if I do not... Well, first of all, this Wednesday, as this was already recorded anyway, I end up getting to watch a, a, a documentary. That was on Showtime. That is on Showtime, excuse me. I was told about it by a friend. And so uh, it's, it's a four-part documentary called We Need to Talk About Cosby. And uh, that episode goes about an hour. Um, enlightening. A little uh, shocking. And um, fascinating. And so uh, that will be this Wednesday. Uh, as you guys will hear, my acoustics are different because... I actually recorded that a while ago when I was still uh, house-sitting for somebody. And so I felt I needed to talk about it. Because um, it helped me to understand Bill Cosby fans. And you, I'll get all into that this Wednesday. So check that out. It is quite disturbing what, what I'm talking about. Just be aware of that. But the point I was about to make was, if me and Nico cannot get together in the next couple weeks, next Wednesday will finally be the start of the Blacklist series that I actually recorded a while ago. And um, I've not recorded the last three episodes I need to record. I will re- record those and uh, I will start those until, honestly, the, we, we have time between now and Morbius anyway. And then after Morbius, we have t- a little bit of time between Morbius and Doctor Strange. So... Um, we will finally get to that blacklist. I, I, I have not been ignoring messages. It's all recorded except for three episodes. And so um, it's just been a lot going on. So, But this Wednesday, we need to talk about Cosby, my review of it. Anyways, let's move on. Let's start this week with the fallout from Revolution. AEW Dynamite had a lot going on. Rampage had a lot going on. Well, I remember, because this is the only note I did not write down, because I just saw... I didn't watch Rampage this week. But I was on YouTube. And I ended up seeing that they finally started the feud between Keith Lee and Team Taz, which we saw kind of building before Revolution. This week, uh, Keith Lee defeated QT Marshall on Rampage just to get laid out by Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. So, we know where they're going with that. I am looking forward to those matches. Those will be fantastic. But anyway, back to Dynamite. FTR fired Telly Blanchard. I feel like this was the the unraveling of the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. Like, the Inner Circle have been together since episode one of Dynamite. This was finally the end of the Pinnacle. We'll get to that in a second. But the Pinnacle have not been together really that long. But when you think about it, it's been a year, I guess, or a little under. But when you think about it, though, the way the Pinnacle has been presented has been very, I think, good slash cool because they didn't always stay together. 
like we saw them we saw them when we saw them with each other and when they weren't cool but we knew they were still a team but this was like the unraveling of the pinnacle and the inner circle but and it started with this and i didn't see this coming necessarily um i believe aren't ftr still the, uh the triple a's champion tag team champions but they said that telly wasn't family and then one of the uh, and i believe it was dax harwood who uh did like make a little hint that maybe they might bring Bret Hart in. First of all, those two are super Bret Hart fans. We all know what they did to form the Hall of Fame when that weird person attacked him. Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't know what that would do. <laughs> maybe it just they want Bret Hart on television until he wants some time off. I, I don't know, but that was interesting. Wardlow comes out, says he's still under contract with MGF, but he quits MJF. He quits... The, uh, the pinnacle in this world Lowe's world and he has his championship match i believe in two weeks so we'll see if he can because i can't imagine mjf allowing well never mind mjf is more of a calculated guy i can see him allowing world Lowe to win the tnt title just to try to take it from him but we've officially seen the break of these two mjf did not come out on dynamite and neither did cm punk so this is all very interesting i'm, I'm very curious to see where this is going. Jeff Hardy makes his debut after the uh, Hardy family turned their backs on him in, in favor of Andrade, which you kind of saw coming <laughs> after this past revolution. Um, and Jeff comes out to his old theme, which was licensed from Tony Khan. Apparently, WWE did not own it. The, 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 the creators owned it. And he came out. He did his dance. In the middle of his run, he did his dance. Because Sting and Darby came out to help Matt Hardy. And he did his dance as they're just being getting their butts kicked. <laughs> and then he came out, clean house. You did the the, the, the Jeff Hardy the, uh, and Matt Hardy twist of fate, swanton combo. Um, and then you saw some, I, I believe, real emotion. I, I, I mean, this is what he was. This is what he's been politicking for, even before Jeff got fired from WWE. Um, this is what he's been politicking for. This is this is what he's literally wanted. Like he's wanted one last run. It feels like. And by the way, both Hardy Boys have signed extensions with the company. Um, but it feels like Matt knows. And, and I remember this. I remember vividly. What WrestleMania was it where they were in Orlando? And the Hardy Boys made their surprise appearance. Which I think everyone kind of saw coming. But it was still good to see them. And it was I, I remember definitely being in Orlando. <coughs> Excuse me. And I remember vividly. The, the, the pop they got was amazing. The crowd went crazy. I was in the crowd that night, just just for I, just for purposes, general purposes. I was in that crowd that night. The place because at first we thought the New Day because New Day were hosts that year. We thought the New Day were going to announce themselves as being the fourth team, and then all of a sudden the music hit and the place went bananas. But I remember that weekend, that WrestleMania weekend vividly because the night before. They had this crazy ladder match with the Young Bucks where they dropped the tag team titles back to them. They originally debuted at ROH to win the tag team championships from Young Bucks and they passed them back. I remember Matt saying that uh, in Broken Matt slang, um, I don't know how many more matches these vessels can take. Um, but he's been he's been pretty open about he knows this is his last run. And he wanted one last run. And I, and in my opinion, once they win those tag team titles, it'll be a feel-good moment. But 
once they win those tag team titles, that I think that's it for Matt Hardy. I do. And Jeff, actually. I think they're done. I, I think it was real emotion. I know some people were thinking, wow. It's, it's, I think I find it funny when wrestlers finally do have good acting chops. Because some of them really do. They get heat for it or problems for it from from crazy people. But when they can act, it's like, it's like we all know Matt Jackson can't act. He's terrible at it. But, like, I feel that was really emotion. Him seeing his brother come out, the pop he got. I think he really, he, this is what he wanted. You know, I don't think Jeff wanted it at first. You know, I think Jeff really, really wanted, I do believe Jeff won his match with Roman Reigns, which we missed out on. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus a heel Reigns, and we'll never see it. But at the end of the day, dude, I, I think it was a good moment. Um, I, I see someone say, and I, this is why I don't read comments, but so I, so I want to bring this up. They said that AEW is getting dangerously close to TNA territory. I actually don't agree with that at all. See, when I think of TNA territory, and it's far from, and Impact is different. Impact is a whole different entity, even though it has the same lineage. TNA territory was, they had their own homegrown stars. And then they got greedy. They had their own homegrown stars. They had their own homegrown gimmick with the X Division, all these different cool things they were doing. Then they got greedy and they got lazy and they stopped trying to push their top stars in favor of bringing in higher in names like Rob Van Dam, like Kurt Angle, like Hogan, like Bischoff. To me, AEW is so far. You're going to have to bring in some WWE guys to get some name recognition. You just have to, dude. It is what it is. These dudes are on TV all the time. That's the benefit of working for WWE. Even if you're not treated well, you're on television. Pete, the, a worldwide audience knows you. So, I mean, I just, I, I don't know why. If you don't like AEW, you don't have to watch. You, you people know you don't have to watch this, right? Like, you know you don't have to sit back and criticize and say, I'm miserable. I'm doing air quotes there. Can't see me doing air quotes. Because guess what? You don't have to be measurable. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was a cool moment. I thought seeing the, the real emotion out of Mad and Jeff because they're just happy to be. They, they've been on the reunion tour anyway, so we knew they're gonna be together. So it's just it's just funny. And they're on a rampage. The Hardy Boys show up in old school Hardy Boy gear. That was pretty freaking cool. The tag team scene in this freaking company is ignorant. It's just ridiculous. It just is. Jericho, this is the unraveling of the inner circle where it officially died. Jericho called out Eddie Kingston. He apologized for his actions and he said, I want to thank you. And he, they shook hands and all of a sudden 2.0 and Danny Garcia come out, begin attacking Jericho and Eddie Kingston. All of a sudden, Proud and Powerful come out to make, to make the save. And as soon as that happens, Jericho turns and begins helping 2.0 and get Danny Garcia to jump on Proud and Powerful and Eddie Kingston. Jericho's gone crazy. Then all of a sudden, hey, Jake Hager comes out in the inner circle vest. He's looking around. He doesn't know what to do. So he takes off the vest and starts beating up Proud and Powerful and Eddie Kingston. Then Jericho says, this is the JAS, Jericho Appreciation Society. He has, has, has reinvented himself again. He is a brand new faction with younger talent under his wing and Jake Hager. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, you know, we, we saw the heel turn coming. So this is not like a surprise or anything, but it's just like, man, 
I, I just didn't know what to say. I didn't see a new faction coming. But, you know, Jericho's at that point in his career where he's just trying to help other people out, man. So, good for him. Brian Danielson and John Moxley. When their tag team debut, where you go get some emotional and a little rattled during his first promo and goes up on a little too long and he apologized for that later and he said that uh he's too much of a professional to not make his timing cues i just think he was excited i just think he was happy to be back and doing something cool and we don't need to see him on tv every week we know that from nxt but we know he knows how to make an impact i think he's just emotional like he said that it had been a long time since him and tony Giovanni were together 29 years, man. That's that's a long time. It's hard to not get emotional. I was happy for him. I didn't think the promo was too bad, considering he was super emotional. But, you know, I, I still appreciate it. Um, so, it's one of those things where, like, um, I just think... Hold on a second. Sorry. I was unprofessional. I had to send a text back. I just think it's one of those things where... One, he got the reaction he got at Revolution, and then he, got, he still gets people. William Regal is just beloved, and I, and I'm and I, and it's just one of those things where it's just kind of like I don't think I think people understand his struggle and what he's been through and what he's been honest about, or what he put himself through, his own demons and struggles. But dude, he's helped out so many people, so many people along the way. It's just hard to not appreciate him. So who cares? So you missed the fucking timing cue. In the surprise, in the surprise of the night in the, the fucking week for me, it was streak versus title. Scorpio Sky was on a one-year not losing streak. He had not lost in a year. I did not know this information because he does wrestle on Dark a lot. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page do, uh, and I don't watch Dark. Um, Unless someone specifically says, dope, dude, you gotta watch this match on Dark. But no one says it because these matches, like, they literally have a two-hour, I think, isn't it two hours? And it's match after match after match after match after match after match. So it's not really time. It's like maybe five-minute matches. So I just don't want to do that, right? It's like, reminds me of the old Superstars thing. Except it was like one hour and four matches. Anyways, uh, I did not see this coming. Apparently, this had been in the plans for a long time. Apparently... The, the Cody departure delayed it a little bit, or I don't know if what the original plan was. That, that has not been revealed yet. But apparently this was the plan for a good while. Scorpio Sky is the first man in AEW history to win tag team gold and the TNT championship. Why they still have two belts is still beyond me. It's, I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does. Um, however, um, he he did it. He beat him. There was a lot of cheating, obviously, uh, from America's top team. But um, Scorpio Sky, I mean, honestly, it's funny. I remember when AEW first started, and I did not remember the old tweets. Speaking of old tweets, we have something about um, some news about some old tweets on the Briscoes later on. But I didn't remember these old tweets when he was uh, extra with WWE. But apparently, that was the thing that kind of killed. Um, his opportunity with them. And he said, I'll, I'll get back. I'll make things right. And he has. I remember he, the hype he had when he was with, um, what, what's, what, what was the group of Fr that Frankie Kazarian? SCU. The only reason I knew that, I had no clue. I didn't tell it. 
I have my wall right in front of my face as I record are my AEW action figures on the left, on the right side, excuse me. Then the middle stops with staying on the, the, the right hand, the left hand side. You have WWE, and as you scroll down, you have DC figures. But I look right at Frankie Kazarian's outfit, SCU. I remember he had all this hype, and I remember they were the first tag team champions. Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. And I remember he had that, that world championship match against Jericho. He had so much hype going into him, and I felt like when he went to America's Top Team, he kind of lost that. But I guess he never lost momentum, really, you know? Because we, we, we have to remember, especially me, when you wrestle on Dark, like, dude, like, you just, unless you're a Dark fan, you're outside of mind in many ways, you know? And, and so, so it's one of those things where I guess he, and I guess, I guess he never lost it. You know, if this was the plan the entire time, that's pretty cool. But you see the emotion of his face on Ethan Page's face. Like, you could tell Ethan Page was genuinely happy for Scorpio Sky. And I think it, I think it's actually a really good move, considering that America's Top Team, they've been around for a while. They haven't really truly made an impact. No pun intended, but pun intended. And to, to give that, even if it's gold for two weeks... Until Wardlow destroys Scorpio Sky. Because I don't see Scorpio Sky beating him. And if he does beat him, it's not going to be clean, obviously. But it's one of those things where to give that team gold, it's a, it helps solidify them. And this closing angle really helped. Because you had Tay Conte, who was out there with Sammy. And I guess they're a thing on camera now, which is cool, I guess. I don't give a fuck. And she was in Ethan Page's face. And all of a sudden, Paige Van Zant comes out, nails her. Those are into steel steps. And now we know why she did not sign her contract at Revolution. They saved it for this moment. Uh, Scorpio Sky lays out Sammy with the, the belt. Then they throw Tay Conte in there. She kicks her head off, Paige Van Zant does. Then she signs her contract on her body as she lays over Sammy. And they leave, or they, they call they went, go out uh, on night on top. And you see Scorpio Sky holding the TNT Championship. So. This is why that. This is why you need a military belt for for guys like Scorpio Sky, who they may not be world heavyweight championship contender right now, if ever. But man, seeing that seeing this was a great moment, and I, I'm super happy for him. So, good job for to Scorpio Sky for uh, winning the championship, and that was pretty freaking cool. Adam Hangman Page, he would he defended the AEW World Heavyweight Championship on television. Against uh, Dwayne Martin, uh, I think Martin still has a little way to go. He the crowd's behind him. He does all the cool stuff. He he, he has the potential to be a Jeff Hardy. When I say that, he could be a, a guy that you don't see as a heavyweight champion, but you could, I could see him at some point just getting so hot to where it's like, okay, let's see where this goes. And I could see him getting a, a token run with with the world title eventually. Like he has missed. He has, he has, he has some spots where. You can tell he needs some storytelling help with, but he still had a great match. He, he has the respect, and so Heyman wins at so that's two title offenses in four days. It's awesome. Anyways, uh, then it seems like there's some tension between the Dark Order and Adam Hangman Page. I didn't realize this. Maybe I've missed some scenes or something, and I just didn't write about them. Because like I said, when I watch it, I don't watch it on on, on uh, I don't watch Dynamite on. I watch it on mute. And so uh, Paige apologized for um, his losing his temper. And then Dark Order asked him who he, who he paid for a tag team match. He told him. And they seemed like they were cool with it. But this feels like this is about to be a breakup soon. 
Um, and uh, I don't know where this is going, but this seems very interesting. So, anyways, Thunder Rosa defeated Layla Hurst. She will get her rematch against the Doctor next week on Dynamite. I this is really soon, but if I'm not mistaken, I think next week is in Rosa's hometown. They might be saving the title change for next week, but I would have to imagine if this main event, she's winning the title. If they, if it does not, then I would have to imagine that DMD retains. And then I, I don't know where that puts her in the, the echelon things because if she's not being here, I don't know who's going to be Dr. Britt Baker. So, interesting to know. And final note on Dynamite, Jurassic Express retained against the, uh, the acclaim. So, we actually had two title matches on this, uh, three title matches on this week's show. So that was pretty interesting there. ROH. Tony Khan plans to be the Ring of Honor booker. And so also, as of right now, the plans are set for an uh, honor card as far as, like, the main event. Because the way Tony Khan sees it, reportedly, thanks to the Observer, is that there are technically two world champions. And they will finally combine those champions. Because if you remember, Final Battle, Bandito couldn't defend because he got popped for COVID. So they end up fighting Jay, uh, not Jay Briscoe, uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Grisham over the classic ROH World Heavyweight Championship. So right now you have Grisham as the World Heavyweight Champion, but the classic one, you have Bandito, who never lost his title, but couldn't main event the last pay-per-view of ROH as the modern-day ROH Champion. So they will combine the belts then. That fight will still happen. Everything else is kind of up in the air, supposedly. So Also, Kerry Silken has been announced as going into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame as the first ever legacy member. If it's not Carrie Silken, who who would it be? I mean, this first Hall of Fame is one of the greatest Hall of Fames of all time in any sport. I don't care if you don't like fake wrestling, air quotes, no air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, because you have Samoa Joe, who is the greatest world heavyweight champion in that company's history, really put that company on the map himself. Brian Danielson, CM Punk, and the Briscoes, and then you have Kerry Silken, who was resp- he's responsible single-handedly for keeping that brand alive for so long. So, there are congratulations to him. Orange Cassidy is out with a shoulder injury. It is not known if it was from that throw, because if you guys remember, Keith Lee absolutely launched him outside. Keith Lee did that same move to a member of uh, QT Marshall's group. I, so I would have to imagine if he did hurt somebody, if he did hurt Cassidy, he wouldn't just do it again. But I feel I have a feeling it had something else to do with that ladder match. So, programming note: Rampage will air later on March 18th due to the NCAA tournament. So, for those of you who are avid Rampage fans, just be aware of that. That's 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 actually this week. Raw. Kevin Owens does call out Steve Austin to appear on the KO show at WrestleMania. We have seen this already of Austin, where he appeared on Piper's Pit. Which was one of the, it was actually one of the most tense, most tense moments, because uh, you see Piper slap Austin, Austin say, "I'm glad to be here, you son of a bitch," and slapped him back. And um, I thought it went to, on too long, but it was definitely a mutual society respecting or whatever. This is reportedly supposed to be a brawl, and it's supposed to be an extended brawl, not just Austin stunnering Owens and not your JBL and Booker T and. I kind of getting involved. I have a feeling this might be Owens getting jumped. Let's take a moment. Because <laughs> I was going to wait the end to talk about this. But well, we're on this right now. Let's talk about this right now. How This is, to me, I, I, I can't remember the last time 
so many top stars were directionless, directionless, I said that wrong, sorry, but they had no direction, let's say it like that, for WrestleMania. I've, I've thought about this like crazy. Like, when was the last time so many top stars literally had nothing to do at WrestleMania? While people like Pat McAfee have a match already signed for WrestleMania. As of right now, they got lucky with Bobby Lashley getting hurt. Because he had no direction. Owens has no direction. Seth Rollins has no direction. As of right now, Rollins isn't even on the card. Like, so many people are just being left off the show because you could tell they don't know where to put them. That's why we haven't seen the return of Asuka. I don't believe what Asuka says. She's ready to go. They have nothing for her. They have nothing for Alexa Bliss. They have nothing for Bailey. That's why we don't see these people on this car right now. Because they legit have, I have... I can't remember the last time it was like this. I don't think it ever has been. I do know the last time I was so unenthused at WrestleMania, ironically... It was the last one that was in Dallas where Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns ironically main evented. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, hold on a second. Like, man, you know, just super weird. I'm sitting there, I'm like, something's off here. Because I just I just feel like we knew it wasn't going to be a match. I was hoping it would be a match. And I was hoping not because I need to see Steve Austin in the match. I was hoping because maybe they have some real star power. Not Johnny Knoxville. Not Pat McAfee. To excite me about this year's WrestleMania. But I'm not excited at all. Now, fairness to the last one in Dallas. Because this is when uh, ESPN and, and WWE were in the bed with, with each other. They went into that WrestleMania with injuries galore. We didn't know if Seth Rollins was going to make it because he had tweaked his knee. He ended up making it, having too long of a match with Triple H. It was just, I, I'll give that last one, that 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 nod, that note. But I wasn't even excited before then. Now, the buildup to Triple H and Seth was awesome until he got hurt. With Seth Rollins showing up on NXT, you know, it just I the, the buildup was awesome. Match, not so much. But man, like, boy, oh boy, this is just a... Between us, I know no one else is listening. (laughs) I truly... I truly have been debating, do I actually want to watch this WrestleMania? It's in three weeks. I was like, do I really want to watch this WrestleMania? Like, do I, I, I... I... I'm gonna watch it. I, I I'm hoping it surprises me though. But but these Dallas WrestleMania seem to be curses right now though, because this is nothing exciting at all. So, anyway, Steve Austin does accept that he will be there to be on the KO show fight brawl. Apparently, it's supposed to be an extended brawl. That's why Austin's been working on his cardio because this is not gonna be a, a short thing supposedly. Anyways, Becky Lynch is legitimately hurt out for two weeks, so we won't see her until probably the Monday before WrestleMania, which is uh, just cutting it close. There will be no WrestleMania access this year. WWE has confirmed that. RK Bro, they win the tag team titles back. One of the sickest RKOs ever from Elite Frog, from not from Elite Frog, but from um, 
when you get whipped into yeah not leapfrog but you get whipped into the ropes into, into the turnbuckle Chad Gable tries to jump over our, uh, Randy Orton Orton catches him RKO Riddle gets the pin after some back and forth and they regain the tag team title so I'm, I'm guessing plans for their run is uh, for their because it's been reported for months that the plan was for the, uh, Orton to turn heel and to face Matt Riddle I guess those are not, not going to happen now, so they're going to be defending tag team titles at WrestleMania. And I feel like this, this move was made the same way last year the move was made to put the, the titles back on New Day because of WrestleMania and that this just name recognition. Um, Randy Orton ended up posting something online. He sounded just like freaking Michael Cole when Michael Cole had told Pat McAfee, man, you've really integrated my career. And Orton said, man, I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my career Team with Riddle. That's that's awesome to hear. You could tell Orton's having fun doing it and being in the tag team ranks, and it's, it's probably extending his career longer than you know. I mean, I don't know how long he wants to wrestle. I think AJ Styles made it clear this is his last contract. Um, then he's going to kind of take some time off, be be part time. But I mean, Randy Orton could probably keep going like this if he's really enjoying himself. And I remember I don't know if I ever if I said this on on the show before. But I remember seeing um, a, a, a Matt Riddle interview. Where after he made those unnecessary comments about Roman Reigns and how he could take him down, like why he did that, I'll never know. But he did. Um, he said that Randy Orton actually helped him pin an uh, apology letter to Roman Reigns, you know, because you know he knew it wasn't necessary after he made the comments. He's just so used to talking, and he Roman Reigns did not accept his apology. But um, Randy Orton's really trying to help him maneuver this business, and so that's pretty cool. So that's good to see. Anyways, Braun Breaker makes his NXT, I mean, makes his uh, main roster debut. They did not do the same thing to him that they did to Karrion Cross. Him and Tommaso Ciampa did win the tag team match they were in against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. That would come back to haunt them. And finally, finally, I'm happy about this, but I'm so mad about this. The man they call Vader, Big Van Vader, is WWE Hall of, ba- Hall of Fame bound. I couldn't be more angry. <laughs> Demolition. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need some water. Let's get some water in my system real fast. I think I just... because I'm recording this like... I think it's about to be 5 in the morning now. And... Um, I just brushed my teeth and his mouth was dry. Demolition, Vader... Vader especially. Vader knew he didn't have much time left. He was openly begging, openly begging WWE to, to put him in the Hall of Fame. Demolition has too, and Demolition should definitely be in. So should Vader. So should Vader. But like Vader was openly begging for like I think a year. Hey, put me in the Hall of Fame. Put me in the Hall of Fame. And if you think about it, with WWE owning WCW rights and IPs and stuff, like the only thing they don't own is, is his New Japan work. But like he was a former world champion. Everywhere he went except WWE. WWE is the only place he never won gold. And to me, Vader is more than deserving. One of the most agile big men of all time. I don't think Bam Bam Bigelow's in their Hall of Fame. And he's a he he made events to the WrestleMania for him. Which is I think one of the crazy I think he's probably one of the few people who has main events at WrestleMania. I think that main event matter of fact, now that I think about it, Lawrence Taylor isn't in the Hall of Fame either. That's probably the only main event in history that has no Hall of Famer 
from it, which is crazy. It was still a good main event. But, like, Vader's one of the most agile big men of all time. He made his name in New Japan from just being a dominant force. A uh, really big guy, could do a moonsault, obviously the Vader bomb. Um, he just, everything he did, it looked like, I mean, <laughs> if you ask Shawn Michaels, it was real. Um, and it, everything he did was, it looked good. Um, I, I, I loved um, watching him wrestle. He did, I think he even made him into the Starcade. He was the man who dropped the WCW championship to Ron Simmons. Um, so this is more than deserving. Um, if I had to, th- I don't, I don't actually have a favorite Vader match. If I actually have a favorite Vader moment, it was, I thought they were going to use him right. And I was still young, so I didn't think this way at the time, but I thought like, wow, this guy's about to go on a tear. His first two days in WWE, he goes into the Royal Rumble. He's a part of Camp Cornette. Uh, him and Vader, him, him and Yokozuna get into it. Uh, Shawn Michaels tosses both of them out. Yoko and Vader begin the brawl. The next night on Raw, in one of the most infamous Raw moments of all time, uh, Gorilla, Gorilla Monsoon and him get into it. At the time, Gorilla Monsoon is the acting commissioner on camera. Gorilla Monsoon is still a big man, just, just not in his prime anymore. He begins to uh, chop Vader. Vader's like, takes every hit he does. All of a sudden, he gets, he nails, uh, freaking, uh, what's his name? Gorilla Monsoon takes him down. Vader bombs him to put, take him off uh, TV for a while. They suspend him for like a month or something like that. But my God, he let, he started, he, he started with such a bang and he would have a, a good six month run. But after the match with Shawn Michaels, it, it all went downhill at SummerSlam. But this man is more than deserving, but it ticks me off so much how, they we find out later on how many people turned down the Hall of Fame, I, but these two these two entities, Vader and Demolition, deserve to be in. They've been begging for years. I really do hope Demolition eventually does get in, because they 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 broke records. They were the long before the New Day broke it. Demolition was the, the tag team that had the longest reign in WWE history. They were thrown to the side once the Legion of Doom came in, but man. um... It's, it's kind of bittersweet, but I know I know his family's happy, and uh, hopefully they uh, get treated well. NXT. We barely talk about NXT nowadays. You guys know that. Here's why. Dolph Ziggler is the new NXT champion, winning the triple threat match. I think we all kind of saw this coming, because why would you add Champa into a triple threat match? Why, when it was originally, this main event was announced for Stand and Deliver when Dolph Ziggler won. It's still the main event, but somehow... At Roadblock, the match got pushed up. Then I made a three-way match. It was also Champa could take the fall. And obviously the goal here is Dolph Ziggler will hold that NXT title, brag about it. Then I stand to deliver. Not only will Braun Baker become a two-time NXT champion, he will defeat a former main roster and world heavyweight champion. That's the benefit you have of having Dolph Ziggler on that product. So congratulations to Dolph. I will say this. I saw some a, a comment underneath a picture of Robert Roode and uh, uh, Dolph holding the NXT title. And someone said, Dolph with gold looks right. At one point in time, my friend, yes, it did look right. Unfortunately, uh, he's, and it's it's all him. It's it's clearly all him. He's This is all he's wanted, is just to be in here. It's clearly still having fun. Um, so good for him. But new NXT champion, you can add Dolph Ziggler to that list. Interesting. 
SmackDown, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair fight literally all night throughout the whole night. Flair finally leaves with the upper hand, beating down Ronda Rousey. As this feud has just escalated, we know how we know how this ends at WrestleMania night one, though. We know how it ends in the main event, so let's just get there. Ricochet retains the IC Championship against Sami Zayn, which now takes Zayn out of the title picture, and him to go on a feud with Johnny Knoxville. Brock Lesnar rips through security, tosses him around in order to get to Paul Heyman. I don't think Paul Heyman's run that fast in a very long time. <laughs> but Roman Reigns was not on this show. And so Brock said, who's going to protect you if he's not here? So, Which was a good point. <laughs> Anyways, Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Oh, you don't know who Butch is? You do know who Butch is. It's the formerly known Pete Dunne. Why they changed his name to Butch? Reasons? Anyways, apparently Butch is a play off of Rich Holland's real name, which is Luke, which is then a play off of WWE Hall of Famers Luke and Butch the Butchwackers. Okay. Reportedly, <laughs> uh, everybody in the company, not everybody, but enough people in the company knew something was coming dumb on creative on Friday morning. Apparently, like this, apparently, like this got around. That something dumb like this was going to happen on the show. No one knew exactly what it was, but people were like, no, you want to see some dumb shit. And yes, this is pretty dumb. And I'm not calling him Butch. <laughs> the same way I was never called uh, Gunther. Gunther. I called him Walter still. I'm not calling him Butch. That is... And you can't say. They made things so difficult. Remember, folks, they literally have made NXT canon now. Because now you have a world champion, former world champion, as their NXT world heavyweight champion. And it's canon because they want Braun Breaker to defeat a former main roster champion. But it's all connected in their multiverse. They can no longer ignore this. But they still think we should ignore this. Just because they thought because we branded NXT NXT 2.0 which is the definition of Coke 2.0 that people won't realize that's canon it is you can't dye someone's beard and say oh they're different now like book like Pete Dunne is on he just fought as Pete Dunne Tuesday night against the North American champion Carmelo Hayes they make things so much more difficult than it needs to be and once again, and I do appreciate when I get praise for this from this show. I do not just sit here and bash WWE. If anything, I say what I don't like, but it's very rare why I even nitpick. But this was fucking annoying because it's so fucking stupid. So, anyways, moving on. This match was a good match until, until the move happened. Outside, Rich Holland does an overhead belly belly suplex on Big E. I avoided watching this moment because at first I missed it, right? And then I remember Big E saying, that, I remember reading Big E had broken. I said, Where the fuck did that happen, right? So I'm like, Let me go watch it. I was like, Do I? Really? I thought to myself right before I hit the play button, Do I really want to see this shit? No, but I'm going to watch it. Oh my God. He literally lands right on his neck. So he has a broken neck, obviously, out of WrestleMania. And so, um, I, a reporter has said, I'll keep him nameless, 
that apparently Rich Holland has a history of this. Uh, it's not on purpose. It's just hurting. It's just hurting people. If that's the case, he has to go back to developmental. He, I don't want to start calling him the male version of Nia Jax, but that was a terrible suplex. And I guess we could say that he didn't get enough rota- Biggie didn't get enough rotation. When you do an overhead suplex like that, you have to toss him. You have to give him the opportunity. So something went wrong there. But Homa, and by, and also sometimes like. I don't want to just blame him either. I'm so glad Big E just has a broken neck. But now this dude's out of WrestleMania, which is the, which is the biggest payday of the year. Gonna be gone for a substantial amount of time. Like, you know, let's be civil here. But man, that that looked rough. I, I will not watch it again. Uh, Rick Boogs pins Jey Uso, pins big time Jay. He earned him and Shinsuke Nakamura a tag team championship match at WrestleMania. So I thought about this. This goes back to the point of directionlessness. Like no direction, right? Shinsuke Nakamura is a former intercontinental champion, former United States champion, former tag team champion. He had nothing else better for him to do. Because there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a six man, not a ladder, even if it's not a ladder match, it's gonna be some type of six man elimination match or something for the intercontinental championship. But at the same time, you need you need to do so's on, and they just beat the War Raiders or Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them. I know the War Raiders are their own name. I don't even know what to say. I don't feel like it's a WrestleMania worthy match, and I don't see the Usos lose now. I can see the Usos losing and just getting the belts right back. Because the crowd does like Rick Boogs and Shinsuke. Oh, my God. Uh, once again, just no direction for people. Pat McAfee and Austin Theory brawl and have to be eventually be pulled apart. So, more lead to WrestleMania, more no direction for some people. Overall, just uh, uh, who cares? Finally, news and notes here as we wrap up the show. Miro has signed an extension with AEW, a long-term extension, so good for him. He seems to be happy. Roderick Strong versus Wolfgang next week on NXT UK. I'm down for that. So I will definitely be reviewing that. The Triple Threat Tag Team match at WrestleMania, which is for the Women's Tag Team Championships, will now be a four-way. It's not been announced yet, but will be announced in the coming weeks. It will be it'll feature Natty and a partner of either Shotzi Blackheart or Shayna Baszler, per The Observer. Also, the GoFundMe, excuse me, a GoFundMe has removed the campaign for Cain Velasquez's defense as people are taking his side over this whole thing. And you know what? I, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I guess GoFundMe does not want to uh, encourage that type of behavior. So, you know, which I don't blame them, you know. But yeah, just to you guys, for you guys who are looking for it, that's what happened to it. WWE may end their partnership with 2K and go to EA. Let me talk about this for a second. So, I have not picked up the new WWE game. I've actually been debating it because I actually saw some videos on YouTube how it looks on the PS5. It's like, well, it looks pretty badass. It looks like a new engine going in. I haven't played a WWE game. Matter of fact, let's, while we're on, while we're actually recording... Um, 
Let me look and see when's the last time I actually played a game. So I didn't play 2K20. I didn't even buy it, none of it. Um, because it just... <laughs> I mean, we all know the disaster that's 2K20. But I, I didn't buy it just because I had no... By the time I had no interest, I'd given up. I didn't buy 2K19. I actually bought 2K19. Because AJ Styles is on the cover of it, but I never opened it. matter of fact, it's in my drawer right now. I never opened it because I know when I move, I have this, uh, an autograph of AJ Styles. I don't, know, I don't know if I've said this on the show before. If I have, you, you guys hear the story again. If not, new, new people here, new guys will hear it. Um, the night before he debuted at the Royal Rumble, he was in Atlanta at the uh, ROH show. And so I remember I got, uh, of course, I got word last minute. So I went. I was the first person. I, ac- I accidentally skipped a line. Because I didn't know there was a line. So I just walked up to his table. And so I got autographed in a picture. Um, and I have, I still have it to this day. I was going to make like this cool little thing. Like, in certain areas, like uh, someone had bought me a uh, pinup of the first cover of Spider-Man. I was actually going to set that pinup up and have a Spider-Man underneath it. I actually was going to do an action figure underneath the autograph with the 2K next to it. Um, so that's the only reason I bought it. But I made sure I bought it on Black Friday. So it was like, tw- I think it was like 20 bucks I paid for it. But I never had any intention of actually playing it. By the time I stopped playing it, I want to say, I know I played 2K16 with Austin on the cover. I don't know if I, Brock Lesnar's on the cover of 2K17. Let me look at this, let me look at this picture. Hold on a second. It kind of looks familiar. I think 2K17 was the last one I played. With Brock Lesnar on the cover. And, um... Because I remember Seth being on the cover. But I don't remember playing that one. Because I, I... I was just so over the same shit. In, like, universe mode. Like... I just saw a really cool clip, right? Where apparently someone's universe mode uh, was Sheamus. Uh, versus... Sheamus was the WWE champion. And he was supposed to fight Ricochet in a liar match for the championship at pay-per-view. And since it's a notification on universe mode and it says due to the attack last week Ricochet is out of the championship match and will be replaced at the pay-per-view that's fucking cool that's the kind of stuff I thought we were going to get in universe mode every year but I swear to god in 2k17 I played universe mode that's the only thing I did because I thought you would actually see an original story now obviously if it's the only thing you do then you're literally going to be bored out of your fucking mind right because there's only so many storylines that are going to focus on universe mode. Well, I'm telling you, it took me four years to get into a storyline. And then the storyline lasted for one month. I'm not bullshitting. And I remember after I played, I'm like, all right, maybe this feud will keep going. And the feud never kept going. And I was just constantly like, yo, like, this is Wackamundo, man. This is terrible. You know, but I had, I've heard great things about this new one uh, with Rey Mysterio on the cover. I've been debating it. I've been debating getting the game. Um, I just don't know if I don't know if I'm interested in, in playing right. I don't know. It would be something to do when I, when I need some time off, but um, for and just in time to unwind, you know, I may, I may do it just to also I could review it on the show. You know, we have a whole episode where I just straight review, you know, review it. Um, but anyways, uh, that's it. This this move is interesting because I remember when they left. Uh, what was it? I can't remember who they were with before 2K. I remember the logo, but I don't. I can't like say their name right now. I don't remember. I remember it was a big deal. They went to 2K, and I remember so many people who were 2K fans. 
I remember so many wrestling fans were like, dude, you're going to be happy. This is going to make you buy a game every year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, you guys know 2K. I don't know. I've been nothing but disappointed. I think the only 2K game I've liked, and, I don't, and let's, let's look one more time. If this was 2K, then cool. If not, then, um, yeah, the only 2K game I liked. What, was this even 2K? No, this wasn't even 2K. Uh, well, the last WWE game I liked was uh, WWE 13 with CM Punk on the cover. It was developed by Ukes and THQ is who I was thinking about. That's the last game I played. And when I mean I played it, I played that shit all the time. Once they went to 2K, I remember I was just always highly disappointed. I remember every time I fucking um, would, would want to give up. Man, it's going to get better. 2K does this. I find after 2K 7 chance, I can't do it. I'm not, I can't invest 60, and CSA, I was, it was more than 60 bucks for me, because I was getting the entire package, yeah, you can earn those characters later on, so you don't need to do it, DLC, or whatever, but I didn't want to pay for them later on, I didn't want to have to earn them later on, I just wanted to get them, and automatically have them download to my, 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 my uh, roster, anyways, but going to EA, let's be real, if you're a gamer, or if you've played video games, and you know any gaming knowledge, EA hasn't been impressive either, though. They've literally put out the same Madden game for the last fucking 15 years. So it's kind of just like, yeah, like, where are you going to? I, I'm intrigued to see what it looks like, but I feel like 2K has... And, and, and once again, this, this game has gotten great reviews from all different kinds of websites, IGN, fans, whatever. Um, but I, maybe they feel like they've gone as far as they can go with 2K. You know, and maybe EA is pitching them some fresh ideas. And maybe they're just like, man, maybe we should take this to the next level. That's cool, but EA doesn't impress me either. EA is, especially for a yearly game, EA is very uh, on their laurels. This is what makes us money. People, same people are going to buy shit. Who cares? Let's throw shit out there. So I, I'm not optimistic about that move at all. But I am thinking about getting the game, just so you guys know. WWE is also planning on doing something very nice to honor Shaq Gaspard at the Hall of Fame. That will be freaking cool. You know, I know, I, I think they wanted to give him the Warrior Award, I think, last year. But I think they already had the recipient already in hand. I think they already announced or something, but um, that's what a real hero is right there, Shaq Gaspard. So hopefully JTG will be there to uh, be there with his family. So Chelsea Green injured her wrist. She's very injury prone, <laughs> especially with her freaking wrist. Uh, she even made a joke about her on Instagram. Um, but I hope she's doing better. Hope she heals up fast. She does not need surgery this time, though, so that's a good thing. Fightful has reported, and this is the last note of the day, and it's an ROH note. Fightful has reported that the Briscoes will not be on AEW television anytime soon as a higher-up in Warner Media, a higher-up in Warner Media, specifically does not want them on AEW television because of 2013 past tweets from, uh, I believe, Jay Briscoe. And I believe there were homophobic homophobic tweets in 2013, which I'm I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. But apparently, he made the comments. Apparently, it was like the, the the backlash was swift and it was fast. And apparently, he apologized the very next day, and people moved on because he apologized so fast and it was so convincing, and people just moved on. But apparently, that's this is in this higher ups crawl, and he's like, "Yo, I don't want them on television anytime soon. I don't want them on AEW television." Now, I would have to imagine. With the now acquisition of ROH, we're going to see some crossover. But that FTR 
Briscoe's match will not be on AEW television, supposedly, you know, anytime soon. So I'm assuming if they're going to have that match, it will have to be in Ring of Honor. Whether they have TV or not, I don't know. But um, that is a good fact to know. I didn't see that coming. But that kind of answers the question as to why we have not seen them on television, though. So that's very interesting. So anyways, that is your uh, show, Monday show for this week. As I said, this week is a different kind of show. It's the review of the documentary, We Need to Talk About Cosby. It's on Showtime. You get the Showtime app for a free month, uh, like I did. And you can watch it. It's a four-part documentary, about an hour each episode. Um, enlightening, frustrating, fascinating, scary. Um, but we get we go into it for about an hour. So enjoy that. And as I said, if me and Nico don't get together this week to record for next week, the following Wednesday will be the start of the Blacklist series. And we will go until it's over. Like, I will not forget. I'm actually going to take time to record those last three episodes. I know we're on season nine right now. I have not watched any of season nine. Um, so I know we are, um, on season nine, but we're going to go through season eight. And so we'll see how that goes. And we're going to go until they, they're, they're complete. So that is your show for this week. Hope you guys enjoy it. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. I am a little chemical and I am out.